Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. The following podcast is not real. And for reasons that may be marketing or simply lack of organization, is now in its second season. Listen to this show that you've already decided to listen to. Remember how you're always telling yourself to stick with things? Well, start with something easy, like a 30-minute audio recording, and figure out what happened at graduate school another day. Enjoy the show. Tavern, a weekly podcast. Sorry, I'm still a weekly podcast. How are you getting so much food? They started bringing me snacks. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Neekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, oh, it's complicated. But here's the simplest version of it that I can think of. About two years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal in Chicago into the magical land of Foon. Unfortunately, since then, the Dark Lord of this world has taken over the town where I'm staying, is forcing me to upload a podcast through the Dimensional Rift that I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the prison town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, my co-captive, Chunt. Hello. How you doing, bud? I'm okay. Just try and keep uh, morale high. Yeah. Do they not give you snacks in your cage? No, I don't get snacks. Oh. They put a bowl of water in there, and then I just get, like, food scraps. Oh. Maybe they think you really are a badger. Maybe they're not trying to curry your favor. Oh. The way they are trying to curry Arnold's favor to unlock his earthen secrets. Yeah, they're really treating me very well, because they want me to keep doing this podcast so they can study the fact that it goes all the way to Earth. Hmm. The woman who guards my room, or her name is Steph, I'll try and curry her favor just to see if I can get in good with her. Classic Steph curry her favor? Mm-hmm. Junt, Usador still seems very weakened. I think there's one thing that can maybe cheer him up. Splash some water on his face? 
And I'll splash water on my face. We'll be Splash Brothers. Splash Brothers. Super Splash Brothers. <laughs> I'm also joined by my co-host who loves to say his name. It always cheers him up and gets him excited. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius. Master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of oh, Tarakis. he's smiling a little bit. The elf from his oh, no, it's going downhill. Him. He's falling asleep. God damn it. That's not the wizard state. He's just asleep. He's just asleep. Usador. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, I am known in the Northeast as Gasmini. Right, picked up right where we left off. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. promising. Any of the other secret names that you will know here, for I am in a weakened state due to the potions that they force me to drink every day that do disconnect me from my great magical powers. Have you tried telling them that your powers aren't that great? Nay, every day I tell them how magnificent my <laughs> powers are, and if only they would stop feeding me this potion, they could see the great fireballs that I could cast and murder a thousand orcs with but a swipe of mine hand. Could you do that, though? Sure. Why didn't you do 20 swipes the other night? Yeah. I, I, you did hey, not do anything close to I that. I was the only one carrying my weight. Look, the you did better. How do you, you expect Arnie to carry his weight? I know. It's hard to carry this weight. You know what? No. Especially no, with all these no, snacks. No more. I'm... You're right. We have to stick together. I'm we sorry. We have to stick together. I apologize for what I said. If there's one good thing that has come out of us all being imprisoned by the Dark Lord in the town of Hogsface in the land of Foon, it's that maybe like we can be a little bit more together and we can be a little bit more proactive about being positive going forward. Yes, we have to figure out a way to get out of camp. We have to still figure out how to kill the Dark Lord. We got to come together, guys. Yes, and we're going to fight the Dark Lord by doing exactly the thing he wants us to do. Hosting this podcast every week. Don't, uh, he's clearly trying to gain access to your realm, Arnold. Why don't you resist him? The snacks are so good. Uh, well, it's hard. Like, that's the thing. You can give up meals, but snacks. What kind of snacks are you getting? Oh, I'm getting potatoes. But they're cooked. They're not spiced potatoes, which they're are the worst. They're cooking potatoes They're for cooking you? potatoes for me. You know, there's all kinds of ways you can cook potatoes. Like what? Barbecue potatoes. Uh-huh. Deep fried potatoes. Oh, yeah. Cut up potatoes. Seasons potatoes. Uh, cooking up is my Spice favorite kind of cooking. you think cutting up is a way to cook something? <laughs> Absolutely. I, do, I don't huh. know if that's quite right. Tell you what, I put a whole chicken in front of you. Okay. That's one way to cook it. Mm-hmm. Putting it in front of you? Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite method, putting I, it in front I of you. I cut up the chicken totally different way. Because one way you say, I eat chicken. The other way you say, I had a wing, I had a breast, I had a thigh, or mm. a drumstick. Wait, so if you just set it in front of me, I'm supposed to eat the chicken whole? Mm-hmm. You swallow it. Oh. So if I were to open a restaurant where I both put it in front of you and cut it up, is that like a fusion restaurant? Yeah, that would be like a cook-cut fusion. Cook-cut. I like it. But guys, the Dark Lord's minions so much want us to keep doing this podcast. I hate those minions. I hate those minions. I feel like they always have one eye on me. They're the worst. Even in an ironic... Like, don't even even appreciate them ironically. And sometimes I can't understand what they're saying, but they seem to understand each other. I'm like, what Mm. is going on? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I feel bad for the children who can't tell that they're really awful. Kids love the minions. I feel much more worse for the adults that can't realize that they're really awful. That's very true. But regardless... Usador. Usador. Regardless, we have been provided with a guest. And normally I would say, no, we won't just have whatever guest you bring to us. But it's a pretty good guest, guys. Oh, good. We have the return of one of our favorite guests, Larry Birdman. Hey, hey, how are you guys doing? Hello, Larry. Nice to see you. Good uh, to see you, Larry. How are you holding up? Uh, you know, better than you guys. It's obviously terrible circumstances here, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, we do what we can. So uh, for people who haven't listened uh, to some of the previous episodes, Larry, you are the commissioner of the FML? That's right. I'm the commissioner of the Foon Mittens League. And uh, because 
you've never really seemed to get into mittens. Uh, Arnie, uh, mittens is the most popular sport yes. in all of phone. It seems very complicated. It's extremely complicated, and a lot of that is unnecessarily complex, to be honest. A lot of the rules are a complete waste of time. I think I could boil it down to a game that would play really easily in about 30 to 45 minutes, and people would love. But sure. That's not what we've got. We've got about a two-week to six-month game. You know, just, That's just an individual game. Yeah, that's right. Now, now, you've always advocated for simplifying the game, but have you ever considered going the other way and making it so complicated that all of life is a mittens game? Uh, you know, I think that's we're about 85% of the way there. All right. Wait, uh, what's this now? Well, well you, you could certainly simplify it, but maybe the other way to go is to push through and make it even more complicated. So that all of life is a mitten. I, yes. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were suggesting to take a sport and just turn it into a metaphor. Nay, that literally every moment of our waking lives is committed to naught but mittens. Yeah, well, my uh, my oldest son is kind of like that. He's mm-hmm. in one of these uh, these fantasy leagues. Uh-huh, Are you familiar yes. with these fantasy leagues? Oh, yes, yes. So it's like... 20 people, so it's a league of people, and they engage in a fantasy. And <laughs> I would say that... Uh, what is that fantasy? Well, it can be any number of things. My son is in this fantasy league in which the fantasy is uh, that they're all going to summit every of the 10 highest peaks in the world. Uh-huh. And so they go into kind of a like a virtual reality. And for the last, I don't know, six months, my son is uh, non-communicative and uh, just engaged in that fake world. So yes, you we can, could make mittens like that, I guess. You can conjure a, a, a virtual world that, uh, and be totally disengaged from this world if you wish. But you have to be careful because if you engage in a virtual reality and you try and leave too soon, if you don't uh, allow the proper method to extract yourself, mm-hmm. you could go virtually insane. And virtual insanity is nothing, oh, yeah. nothing you want to oh, yeah. kind of mess with. Also, just not a fan of the pull-out method. Not safe. Not as safe as it could be, right? As it could be? Not as safe as other methods. That's not the same thing. But yeah, you know, it's it's nice to uh, it is nice to see you guys. Uh, I've been uh, asked to come here by uh, several of the associates of the Dark Lord, oh. or I'm going to just say it. Unfortunately, uh, part of the governing body of the Foon Mittens League. Oh, uh, the Dark Lord himself is a big Mittens fan. Oh. Uh, he was one of the owners of the rival Mittens League. Uh, now, <laughs> was... de- now defunct. Yeah, there was a rival league. What was it called? The huge, terrible Mittens League, <laughs> the HTML. And uh, huh. it was, as the name would suggest, terrible. Yeah. And uh, he was one of the owners. And they had even worse rules, frankly, than the rules in, in Mittens. And those rules uh, drove me crazy and ultimately... Uh, the Foon Mittens League. Uh, there was a schism for about 20 years where Mittens was played in two different leagues, and ultimately people came to their senses, and the uh, you know the magic box ratings and the amount of walk and pops and everything sure. suggested that our rules were better, which, again, our rules are a C-minus at best. Yeah, you really don't like a lot of the key rules in Mittens. That's, that's fair to say. I would say that the core of the game is great. Yeah. Trying to carry a potted plant 2,000 yards, we're... 31 people on the other side are trying to stop you. That's a great game. No yeah. one would argue with that. It's simple. You know, kids can get behind it. Schoolyard rules. That's right. Yes. Sir. But once you introduce, you know, flying birds being worth 700 points instead of a score being worth one point and uh, things like that, it's it's just very frustrating. And, and right now, uh, the rule that's really getting me down lately is the timeout rule. Uh-huh. And I think it's being abused. Uh, this year, I don't understand why we allow these timeouts. And uh, so, what is it? What is a timeout exactly? A timeout is when one of the wizards stops time. 
Oh. Uh, allowing yes. only the players in the mittens game to understand what's going on. And then uh, and then we pop back into action yeah. uh, in a different pose you know, than we were. And so the fans don't know what's happened. So a lot of times the game is over or nearly over, and yeah. the fans are like, That's horrible I don't fans. understand. I didn't. When I last saw it one second ago, it was three to two, and now it's yeah. twenty eight hundred and three to two. Yeah, Usador, is that something you would normally be able to do? Just stop time? Oh, certainly. If I went drinking this potion that didn't allow me to access my powers, and I was playing a game of biddens, I would certainly time out and uh, have. Some Why plans. didn't you do that when we were being attacked by orcs here in the tavern? Because we weren't playing mittens, were no. we? War isn't a game, Arnie. When I used to play mittens, I would uh, I was known a lot for fouls. Uh-huh. Um, I would release birds, uh, you know, ducks or mallards or, yeah. or geese. Yeah, and people um, would try to catch those birds. Yeah, and sometimes I would be, um, and this is kind of why I got, I was accused of technical fouls, which is where you take a regular bird, make it look like a duck, and it's technically a foul. But no, yeah. I got too many of those. and Too many technical <laughs> fouls. Put a bill on a sparrow and let it loose. Sure. Oh, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way. Oh, do you have an idea? Share it with us. I would, I would have not had the last two minutes of this conversation. That's all you had to share? Yeah. But so, you know, I, I share your, your frustration with the, uh, with the Dark Lord because he's just very frustrating to deal with from a mittens capacity. He was one of the rule makers for a while. Fortunately, he no longer What are is. some of the rules that the Dark Lord instigated in mittens? Oh, he was awful. Uh, one of them, I remember, was that the female players yeah. uh, had to get these sending stones, they're called. Where you hold a stone and then uh, someone else holds a stone. And uh, while you're holding them, you can whisper and communicate with one another. Uh-huh. You're familiar. You have these in your earth. Yeah, Rocky Talkies. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rocky Talkies. So uh, these sending stones, or Rocky Talkies is the more popular vernacular, uh, a man was required to hold a sending stone and then instruct the woman oh. how to go about whatever it was she was going to do in the field. So the yeah. women did not were not allowed to have control over their own bodies. Oh, oh. And uh, that was an unfortunate rule, but one that the Dark Lord perpetrated. Terrible. Oh, the Dark Lord. Led to a lot of first trimester abortions. Oh, yes. Which, to be clear for new listeners, in my uh, rudimentary understanding of... I think everyone knows what a first, uh, first trimester abortion is when the game is uh-huh. less than one-third complete. Either team is allowed at any point to say, nope, we're done. Yes. We'd like to restart the game, and the other team has to acquiesce to that. Uh-huh. There's no exceptions. So usually a game of mittens involves the entire team's getting onto the pitch and then just sitting there yeah. for a third of the game. Now, here's the problem. There is no time associated with the game. So how do you know oh, when you're yeah. one-third of the way there? <laughs> yeah. Right? You just have to feel it. That's right. Feel it in your bones. And so there's a lot of controversy over somebody saying, I call a first trimester abortion, and they say, no, I believe you're into the second trimester. It's no longer legal. Oh, boy, yeah. And then, you know, we've had legislation. It's, it's, a, big, it's a big fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, again, the HTML was a terrible league. They had the mulligan rule. What was the Mulligan rule? You were allowed to have one extra player if his last name was Mulligan. Oh. And so it made people with the last sure. name Mulligan highly desirable. Who are some of the classic Mulligan players? Tim Greaseman Mulligan. Tim Greaseman Mulligan. Just grease himself up was impossible to catch. Uh-huh. Ooh, Chris Mulligan was a real warrior. Chris, oh. That's right. He was, yeah. He was uh, one hell of a warrior. No doubt about that. There was uh, there was Larry Mulligan. <laughs> Hercules Mulligan was a big one. Very really? strong, yeah. Oh, wow. He knocked him down, he'd get the fuck back up again. Yeah. And of course, there was Carthenth, the Destroyer Mulligan. He was a dragon who changed his last name to Mulligan. Oh, that's, that's cheating. Yeah, yeah it it was, cheating. that was ridiculous. Was and stupid. then, as you might imagine, everyone wanted the Destroyer on their team. Oh, yes. sure. Yeah, it's, it's clearly illegal. He was a technical Mulligan. 
Yeah. There, in fact, that was one of the things that led to the end of the HTML yeah. was multiple games in a row where he eviscerated the entire, not only his opponents, but also his team and most oh, of the fans. No. Well, he's a destroyer. Sure, yeah. It's yeah. right there in his name, right before Mulligan. Yeah, Dick Wizardry, my, uh, my rival. hated rival. Yeah. Uh, he played in the HTML for a season or two, so that shows you the kind of low-class vagrant that yeah. was uh, willing to work that way in HTML. Terrible. Yes. So when the HTML got shut down... Yes. Like, what do you do when you shut down a league like that? When the HTML went away, did you leave, like, a notice? Yeah. Right, well, they had all the pitches yeah. set up all across. And it was in a lot of the, the towns and mm-hmm. cities of Foon that don't otherwise have a team. And, you know, they don't have a team because they can't support a team. Yeah. So it was, you know, a lot of uh, sorry places. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, HTML. Yeah. yeah. Not found. Not yes. found. Oh. Yes, it was very sad. There were 404 teams in the league, oh, yeah. which was very frustrating. Was yeah. 404. Oh, yeah. So as the league crumbled, uh, it was before I was the commissioner. Yeah. Dick and I were still playing back then, and uh, you know, I ended up making my way uh, back into the FML, and uh, the rest is history. But I, th- I think the Dark Lord and his cohorts mm-hmm. uh, continue to hold that against me, and it's some of his favorite people that are the ones that are the most obstinate about not letting me make some simple rule changes that would help my game. Yeah. I'm well, so let's, sorry. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Let's take a quick break. Um, I'm going to get a couple more snacks. I know, Chunt and Usador, you're not allowed to have any snacks. Do you want me to try to get some snacks for you? No, just just go ahead and eat mine for me. Okay. I kind of like yes. watching you eat. I'll have a snack. I'll have a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a plan involving that chicken wing, you can tell me what it is. Oh, you don't have to give it a secret oh, for me worry. and just chuckle. I don't have a plan. <laughs> Why you, you winked right at me? <laughs> Make sure if you're getting a chicken wing, you ask for cut chicken. Oh, though, yeah. What kind of style of chicken wing do you want? Uh, boiled. Ugh. Sautéed potatoes, gratin potatoes, drowned potatoes, burnt potatoes, all kinds of potatoes. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores, like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Store pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cashback. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Feeling down and inconsolable about your town being conquered by the forces of evil? Uh, oh, oh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, evil's good. Yes, oh, don't mind me. I'm just a stupid old chamberpot salesman in the glad service of the Dark Lord. And friends, I bear exciting news. Soon all people of Foon will have access to one of the new pots of the people, uh, branded with the seal of the Dark Lord himself. Now, we may think we prefer the old style we've enjoyed pissing in for years, but what the hell do we know? Of course, the old and incontinent, why, they'll have to pay quite a bit more, but I'm sure it's a small price for a crap basket approved by the Dark One. So, I'm Bungaree Chubbins, and I'm just so gold-darned happy to tell you about the new pots of the people that I'll be selling here at Chubbins Chamber Pots and so forth. <coughs> They're not here yet, so enjoy your old pots while you still got them. And we're back. I'm still getting used to being on the microphone, guys. Like, we spent like at least a month not doing this. That's we re- right. We recorded for two years, and you're getting used to the microphone? You know, it's, you kind of forget a little bit. Like, you guys probably haven't been doing Getting Nuts. What are you talking about? Of course we've been doing Getting Nuts. They demand that we do Getting Nuts. Wait. The thought- Dark Lord and his minions insisted that we churn out 100 Getting Nuts per day. I got it. I'm a pretty big fan of Getting Nuts. Oh, Larry, thank you so much. Wow. I, uh, I never got into this podcast concept until I uh, was on. Yeah. Uh, kind of, frankly, I came to the first one that I did by mistake. Sure. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of that. Did not understand what I was doing. Yeah. Thought it was going to be related to fishing. And uh, instead, it was, you know, it was enjoyable. And I've... uh, Getting nuts, though, really, I've enjoyed that. And what is the Dark Lord trying to learn from having you guys do getting nuts? Supposedly what sorts of nuts we're finding. Guys, if someday the Dark Lord defeats us through the information of knowing what kind of nuts you guys are finding... See, here's the thing. Getting nuts as a podcast. Uh-huh. It tells you what it's going to do, and it doesn't. <laughs> That's true. And I like that. It's pretty straightforward. Okay? It's really. Yeah. Like, literally, it is its have own. You ever, it's its own elevator pitch. I don't know if you have this. We have something called a five-paragraph essay, where when you're taught to write as yeah. a child in the land of Foon, you tell them what you're going to tell them, mm-hmm. then you tell them that, and yeah. then you tell them what you told them, yeah. and then you do two more paragraphs, <laughs> one of which is about your favorite mittens player, Sure, and that's how big mittens is. Mitten, yeah, it's huge. And the final paragraph is what we call a wild card. You yeah. can put anything you want Whatever, in Whatever, just thoughts. But those first three paragraphs, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, mm. and tell them what you told them. And to me, getting nuts is all about that. Whereas if I hear like, hello from the Magic Tavern, 
I expect a, gre- a series of greetings. Sure. And instead, it's, yeah, you know, you veer from topic to topic. It's hard oh, to yeah. know what's Sometimes gonna... sentence by sentence. That's right. Why aren't there more greetings on the show? Why don't we say hello and, and, why is, and salutations? Is the tavern magic? The, the, that is my bad. The tavern is not inherently magic. And I, if, I could go, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would rename the show. Hello from the tavern? Hello from the tavern. Or Buttholes Weekly. That seems more appropriate. But you wouldn't, if it was a magic tavern, you wouldn't have all those orcs walking around outside, which, let me tell you, was oh, not true. an enjoyable greeting guard. Nay. Walk in through those orcs. So they all want autographs. You can barely understand what they're talking about. What is it like having to have, like, planning meetings with people you know are evil? Well, I mean, if we all had to ignore the people that we know to be evil, what would life be like? You know, you've, you've got to work with the evil people. You've got mm. to work with the good people. You got to work with the chaotic people. You know, it's sure. uh, which are wor- is it worse to work with an evil person or a chaotic person? Like an evil person's evil, but it's probably just got to be frustrating to even just try to work with a chaotic person. That's right. I've had I have two secretaries. One's evil and one's chaotic. <laughs> and I will tell you, I use them for different reasons. Sure. The evil one is absolutely on top of her job. I bet. But she is always <laughs> trying to undercut me and, sure. frankly, to destroy me. Yeah. The chaotic one, he is uh, disorganized. Yeah. And he's, abs- I mean, he's just terrible. Mm. But from time to time, he comes up with a really great idea. I would say overall that I prefer working with the evil one than the chaotic one. Yeah, but at least the evil one, you, you know what you're getting. They're coming at you, and you can sort of prepare and defend yourself. Uh, that seems to be the advantage. To have you considered getting a good secretary? No. Now, they have... Uh, lawful neutral? I'm not... I don't... Lawful neutral? <laughs> Is that Bobby Neutral's son? <laughs> yes. Uh, have no. you considered hiring this guy lawful send me, neutral? Send me a resume for lawful neutral, and I, I'll see what I can do. Yes, Wait, um, you know Bobby Neutral? Yes, I know Bobby Neutral. The owner of the Milk Hotel? Yes. Huh. It's a small world. He's a, a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. What a beautiful place. Played, played mittens. As I'm sure you know, Usador's a big Mittens fan. Skur fan. Skur was in the Cavalcade before oh, uh, the Dark Lord took over and shut down the... No Cavalcade this year. So sad. But, you know, Arnie, your mm. uh, anecdote reminds me. Have you, since you've been to uh, Foon, have you visited the three statues of the Super North? <laughs> I have not. Ah, they're great. So you go up there and one of the statues always lies. Okay, and one always tells the truth. Uh-huh. Okay, and the third one is... Always, if he just lied, the next thing he says is the truth, and then after that, the next thing is a lie. Okay, Alternates. So he, well, that's the best way to say it. Sure. And uh, Alternates, or you can just say he gives no fucks. And these, these are talking statues? That's right. How, like, and they're north of here. Oh, super north. Super north. Yeah. Just what? north of Fingeria. But here's the thing about the statues is every morning they switch positions, and you don't know which is which. Are you sure they're statues? Like, which one of them told you they were statues? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, I never even thought Because, first of all, they talk. There's a 50% they chance. They move. That's right. But I will tell you, two out of the three of them told me they're statues, and the mm. third one says they're not. Mm-hmm. So we got to work that out mm-hmm. logically. If they are not statues, then the one who always tells the truth would say... We're not statues. Yes. And the one that always lies would say we are statues. And then the third one, you don't know what he's going to say. Yeah. Just to look at them, though, what would you guess? Are they statues? Well, I've got to go by what they tell me, Arnie. Mm -hmm. They say we're statues. Yeah. And after they answer a question, after seven days, isn't that like the expiration of the statute of limitations on that? I think it depends on uh, which one you're talking to. Okay. Oh, boy. So there's a statute of limitation on a statue's 
Yeah. I don't believe Arnold has been up there. You have not been to visit Um, I'm trying to think if I've been really far north in this land. The answer is no. How far away from the tavern have I gotten? I don't think I've gotten super north, no. No. Would you go super north? Mm. Do you know Elijah? Elijah would. So, Larry, what have I missed in the FML since last time? I'm, it's been like a year, I think, oh, since wow. we've seen you. Well, you missed the 10th anniversary uh, roundtable, round robin oh. super station wagon, which took place uh, last, I don't know, six months ago? Oh, wow. So we, did you watch that? I, Let me add, have you watched a single game of Mitten I still have not watched and, a single game of Mitten's. And w- I mean, what is... Not a big sports fan in general, and also... Well, Mittens is more than a sport. It's, a, uh-huh. it's 85% of its way to a virtual reality. It's true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, we had a great uh, the as 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 you know, I've told yeah. you a couple times in the tenth anniversary round table round robin super station wagon, uh-huh. the ten previous winning teams get together and play one game. Nine of the teams lose and they're banned from ever playing mittens again. <laughs> the tenth team uh, wins and the MVP gets coated in gold and sold at auction. Wow! Yes. Right, and so we had a we had a great tenth uh, anniversary and uh, the team from Malfoy. Uh, one, so they're oh, allowed wow. to continue to play, and, and nine other teams can never play again, including, much to my happiness, the Dark Lord's favorite team. Oh, what was the Dark Lord's favorite team? Rickles? <laughs> the Rickles Snicklebaggers. <laughs> the Rickles Snicklebaggers? Yes. What yeah. did he love about them? I think they were the most evil team. Oh, yeah. That seems, that seems, they were that just, tracks. They talked a lot of trash. Uh-huh. On the field, they were. Very, it was. It was an insult team for sure. But they have a lot of great stories. I yes, mean. well, yeah. sure. I suppose their mascot is a, a pack of rats. I see. That's right. The head of the team is a mafia lord. They call him Don Rickles. Uh-huh. He's the <laughs> oh, okay. probably the most despicable team owner. Yeah. In all of the FML, he's uh, wait. Don Rickles took over. He's now the Don. That's right. Is Amici out? Yeah, Amici's out. <sighs> So it used to be the Don of the team was Don Amici, but uh-huh. then Rickles took over, so he's Don Rickles. It's the only team not named for a location. It's named for a human being yeah. who is Rickles Snicklebagger, and he is the Don of the team. <laughs> so the name of the team is the Rickles Snicklebaggers, but the apostrophe is just right in there because that team belongs yeah. to him. Yes. So it's Rickles Snicklebaggers team. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, Nareed used to own them, right? That's uh, right. You kind of get to name the team whenever you own it. Uh-huh. So when Nareed was the Don, you know, she had a different name for them. Uh-huh. And Nasummer. Sorry? And, oh, yeah. And Nasummer. Oh, Nasummer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since they don't have a hometown, they're constantly on tour, going mm-hmm. from place to place, playing in different venues. They don't have their own home base to play out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do a lot of crowd work. It's hard for them to get fans, except for the Dark Lord. And, you know, they just they come up into the stands. They do interact with you, even though they're rude to you. Yeah. Wow. And the most sort of, like, presentational... Uh, Don ever was there's this guy Marley who used to kind of own one of the teams um, and he had some magic so during the pre-show he would like cause lightning and thunder to yeah. kind of rain good down. old thunder Don Marley yeah I mean. he was amazing he was really amazing <laughs> so when the 10th annual the 10th anniversary round robin round table round robin superstation wagon that's right so whenever that happens afterwards there there's just a massive number of mittens players who are suddenly out of the game it's a rule I would do away with yeah. But the rules of the game were crafted by Tom Bigglesworth when he wrote those children's books. That's right. No one will al- allow me. Now, I will say I'm very frustrated because right before the Dark Lord took over, I had established the high probability uh-huh. of getting a group together 
who were going to evaluate the rules of mittens and make some real changes. Yes. Some real changes. Yeah. And then the Dark Lord takes over, and now here I am, you know, doing a podcast that's not my favorite, getting nuts. Oh. I mean, I enjoy this. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. Well, we can't all be getting nuts. Well, I tune in, and it's, here are the nuts we're getting, and it's just a list of them. And then I say, that's great. I'm going to get some of those nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You play along at home. That's right. Me and my wife and my second oldest son play a game called Get Nuts Bingo, uh-huh. where you write down a bunch of different nuts that, that might get said on sure. Get Nuts, and then if you make five in a row, yeah. you call Bingo, Yeah, and then... Uh, well, I don't want to say what the prizes are because those are personal, but... They're probably nuts. Well, that's right. So, Larry, thanks for stopping by and, and updating us on what's going on in the outside world, at least through, the, you know, what's going on with the FML. Yeah. Well, my pleasure, and I, I do hope that you get out of this predicament soon and uh, I can return here under better circumstances. Well, Larry, there's something I kind of want to ask every guest that comes on now. Is there something you can do to help us defeat the Dark Lord? Well, I'm... I, sure. I mean, I'm the commissioner of the biggest league, and a lot of people, frankly, view me as uh, as powerful or nearly as powerful as the Dark Lord. Is that is that true? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. What do you? What? Like, again, you've never come to a mittens game. There's thousands of people that come to every single one of them. Uh, it's a big deal. So could I help? Sure. But I'm right now. My number one priority is getting these rules changed in mittens. And oh, as soon as that happens, I will get over here and figure out how to help you guys out. And are so, you still in your compound in uh, Franschlock? That's right. Yeah. So, guys, if we can somehow figure out how to help him change the rules of the FML, then maybe he can defeat the Dark Lord. Well, perhaps I'll eat this chicken wing. <laughs> oh, you said what? I just, I just would love some insight into what this chicken wing plan is. Uh, what plan is that, Arnold? Stop winking at me. Larry, can I ask about a few players? I'm just curious if they're still active or not. Sure. Um, Unworthy James, is he still playing? Unworthy James is uh, is retired. Oh, he had an uh, unfortunate problem with his eyesight. Walt Chambermaid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walt's, uh, he's playing for Skur. Is he a Chambermaid or is that his name? No. Well, it's just the man's name is oh. Walt Chambermaid. Oh, I Says I a guess. man named Arnie Kneekamp. Yes, are you a camp of knees? I am not. Walt's chambermaid once scored 700 points in a game, which is not that impressive. That's catching one bird. (laughs) That's true. I once scored 4,200 points in six minutes when I caught six birds. Did you bring that up just to show how you're better than Walt chambermaid? I am better than Walt Mm. chambermaid. There's no doubt about that. By the way, there was recently a list of the top 100 mittens players of all time. Uh Walt chambermaid, 91st. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was higher than that. Well, what were you? I was a number that was better than second. Oh, was, wow. Did Reggie the Miller make that list? Uh, no, no. He was, you know, he's too limited. He sure. kind of did one thing. Yeah. Now, was Reggie the Miller is that he is a Miller? That's right. Yeah, well, that's, that's his occupation. His oh, okay. Why would that be his name? No, I don't understand. Miller? Oh. Last name Miller? Doesn't make sense. That makes no sense. Lateral Spreewell? Guy's always throwing the ball to the side. Well, he, uh, you know, he choked so badly in the last cavalcade that uh, Spreewell is no longer. Ah, sad to hear. That's yeah. right, he did choke. That's right. He switched teams and then choked. You know, I still want to answer people's emails on the show, but ever since the Dark Lord has taken over, the firewall's been a little weird, so I haven't been able to get recent emails, but here's some emails people sent to us a little while back. Uh, if you want to send an email to me, send it to Magic Tavern at puppies.supplies. It's a real email address. Hopefully, it still works. Uh, but here's one. Hey, Arnie, I'm listening back through the podcast archive again and have noticed that the goddess Fu is usually the one invoked, but not the goddesses Oo or Un. 
chunts up with that. Love, Travis. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I often pray to Un Un. All uh, three of the goddesses are very important to the creation of, of, of food, but I suppose it's... I suppose that Fu does get some extra recognition for being at the beginning of the list. Uh, people tend to think of them in order, and, and mm-hmm. uh, she is the first one that doth come to mind. But yeah. do they have any distinct characteristics between the three of them? Or, or are there situations where you're like, this is a totally invoking the name of the goddess Ooh situation? Well, uh, Fu, of course, is green mm-hmm. and uh, is uh, the one who made the, the, the land that we all do stand on. And Ooh, of course, is blue and made all the water and helped things to grow on that land. And Oon, of course, is uh, is white and gray and made the sun and the sky come to life. Oh. Now, Oon is the one that makes the really good pancakes as well? Oon also makes amazing <laughs> pancakes. Sometimes she makes them into the shape of your favorite characters from that Tom Bigglesworth book. Well, yeah. That's right, the book that uh, Mittens is, it, based on. is based on. The Loneliest it, Boy That Ever Did Lonely? Uh, the Loneliest, Loneliest Son of Lonely, I oh. believe. Uh, you referenced the second book in the That's series. right, yes, yes, yes. i got to track these books down. No, Because I, I, I like to read, good. but I'd prefer to read a book written at a child's level. Uh, I have an email here. You can email me at chunt at gmail.com. That's chunt with six T's. This is, uh, says, hello from Australia. My name is Warren, and I come from the city of Ipswich in the land of Australia on Earth. I have binge listened to all of your podcasts over the past two months and would like to thank you for all of it. I have not been in the best of health during this time. Oh, it's hard to hear. Uh, Arnie, I wanted to say I have faith in you and your part in the quest to defeat the evil hordes of the Dark Lord. Oh, uh, no. I'm sorry. I hope one day you return to Earth. Hope to hear from you soon. From Warren Telly. Great. Thanks, Warren. Wow, well, super nice. One thing yeah, that, he was great. One thing that we like to do. With some people that aren't feeling great, is uh, is get them to a mittens game mm-hmm. where we'll let them meet their favorite mittens player and uh, sit there and uh, and hang out, you know, mm-hmm. with the team. And uh, we call it uh, uh, the Make a Wish. Oh, uh, because uh, they then are allowed to come out and do uh, the wish move. Well, what's the wish move? Oh, it's a famous move. It's where when you're carrying the potted plant. Yes. You're the Baskin, right? And you're running across the field. You throw up the potted plant out of both of your hands forward, run past some people, and then catch it back where you've thrown it to. That's called a wish. That's a, yeah, a so wish. You oh. make a wish. That's, that's amazing. So they get to do that? That's right. They come out and with their very best player. They'll throw it over their mm-hmm. head and then go catch it. And then the best player always doesn't try quite as hard oh, as they I could. See. And so they don't block the plant yeah, or knock yeah. it down. But they still have to be able to run forward and well, catch Well, remember, it. if anyone else gets your, the hold of your plant, uh, you lose the game and yeah. you lose whatever social status you have. Yeah. How many games are lost by allowing Make-A-Wish children to come and play? Well, none. I mean, th- that's just a side thing. Oh, okay. They get to do it. But I would say... Uh, plants you know, being knocked out of hands is probably 90% of the end of games. Because remember, you don't play to a specific score or yeah, for yeah. a specific amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, this is, does seem like a horrible sport. No, it's, it's a great sport, but just needs a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. Baked potatoes, salted potatoes, peppered potatoes, whole potatoes, tiny potatoes, red potatoes, Mr. Potatoes, Mrs. Potatoes, Mrs. Potatoes. 
Well, here we are living the event we foreshadowed for 100 episodes. Buyer's remorse, anyone? Aren't Sam and Diane a fun couple? No matter, none of this is really happening. Usador the Tired Wizard was played by Matt Young. Such a nuanced, engaging performance. Oh, sorry, I just glanced over at an Aaron Brockovich DVD I had laying around and started describing it. Chunt the Talking Badger was played by Adol Rafai. What do you do with the time between Adol deciding he's going to say something clever and him actually saying it. I write letters to old friends. Friends are like living scrapbooks, aren't they? Oh, Autumn. Larry Birdman, the head of the FML, was played by special guest Rush Howell. And Bungary Chubbins, the chamber pot salesman, was played by Tom Gottlieb. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Ryan DeGiorgi, Evan Jakover, and Arnie Niekamp. This episode edited by Garrett Schultz. Theme song by Andy Poland, and show logo by Alderman Labala. If you've never gotten around to writing a review of the podcast on iTunes, why not take a quick moment to do that. Write something positive or negative, it's really up to you. But they do say when people write iTunes reviews, they're really writing about themselves. Well, that's that. Now then, I must tell that Pen Pals podcast I have some recommendations for hilarious and surefire character pairings. Herman Melville and Bill Keen, mastermind of the family circus universe. Anna Wintour and one of the little rolling box droids from Star Wars. Donald Rumsfeld and Orko the court magician of Eternia. An anthropomorphic tree from Oz and a normal tree. Julia Child and a Velociraptor, but get this, the raptors trapped in a giant cake. Willy Wonka and Dorothy Parker. Oh, the wordplay. Carrie's husband, Mr. Big, and Voldemort's Horcrux ring after Snape removed the curse. Yeah, that's pay dirt. Romeo and the normal tree from earlier, and it's the tree's second interview that day, so it's grouchy. Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leonardo the human-sized karate turtle monster. Oh, now I want to be invited to that one. An Earthman, a wizard, and a badger. Wait, that goes on a different list called Box Office Poison. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.